0: welcome back to the woman magic podcast everybody my name is casey marnucci and i'm so thrilled to have the creator of mental sugar here Briera. <laughs> um, so Briera, i am so thrilled to have you i'm so thankful that you're here um your your instagram name is literally the epitome of what you exude and I feel like I have said that to you in different ways, like by like <laughs> answering you via story. But like I think you're fantastic.
1: Oh, thank you, my darling. That made my day, to be honest. I'm so glad we found each other on Instagram. Me too. Um, so random, but it was meant to be.
0: Oh yeah, it's it was definitely, and um <laughs> I I actually really appreciate your you know, obviously your presence, of course, first and foremost, but I also really appreciate the topic that you're bringing today on the show, Um, Mm -hmm. because I I know we're going to go far today. I know we're going to do, like, different things. We're going to go all over the place, Um, (laughs) but I do want to just ask, just so everybody can get to know you a little bit, for fun, for fun, let's, like, start it off there, um, if you want to let everybody know a little bit about yourself, you can let them know anything. I'm sure they'll like absorb it. yeah take it love it.
1: Of course. So I'm Briera Mental Sugar. And where should I start the journey? Well, I have always wanted to help people. you know We come here as souls to serve and the way that we serve is different depending on what our mission is on this planet. And so for me, so I went to school for um, psychology, uh, wanting to be a psychologist, like a doctor, and went through it, I loved it, had so much fun. Uh, Went back, I got my master's degree. And after that, I had to make a choice because where I live, there aren't many opportunities, I guess, for um, psychology-based learners or, you know, careers, I guess. And I had to make a decision. Was I going to move from a place that I love? You know, my dad is here. We're best friends and everything like that. Um... Or, you know, moving to Seattle or, you know, I'm in Montana, so moving to Seattle or one of these bigger places where I could get a job that, quote unquote, quantifies success. And I didn't want to move. I didn't want to sacrifice my happiness and my peace and being around my dad and everything like that just for money. That just did not make sense to me. And a lot of people expected me to leave because they were like, oh, my gosh, you can't make money here. And I'm just like, well, it's not about the money. Um, It was more just about being done with trying to prove I was enough to the world. And I was just like, I'm enough no matter where I am. And so I began to um, look into different ways to – I guess showcase my expertise for people and have people just see, you know, what I'm about and see if they would want to work with me. And um, it was, um, (laughs) I guess I DIY'd my um, coaching program, like a lot of us do. We just want to get out there and help people and see, you know, who resonates with us. And along the way, I made um, one of my biggest investments in myself for, um, coaching and even though I don't want to say the coaching didn't pan out the way I thought it would because it actually gave me a different perspective on money. So I always like to look at um, experiences like that and how is this happening for me because $12,000 is a lot of money to put down and I did that to show myself that I deserve this you know, so it was like scary, but it was so thrilling. I feel like my soul needed that, like, burst of just like, ha, ah, what's happening? Like, that burst of life and just the not knowing and the freedom to really choose. You know, I'm choosing this for myself. I didn't ask anybody. I'm not seeking approval. You know, I'm not doing the typical, you know work the 20 years and you know and then do something great with your money. I didn't want to wait. I just I wanted it now because I felt like I was um, suffocating. Like I I knew I didn't feel good in my every day and so that was like the, the breaking of the chains I guess from the typical and it felt so good. And so from there I would say I expanded myself without even really realizing it because I would tell myself, Briar, you did that. So, what else can you do? And so, even though that didn't really work out, mental sugar was created as well. So, that was huge. And from there, I just really have always had a passion for choosing for yourself. Like, just Exposing yourself to the options that are out there instead of just the knowledge that we're fed, you know, from a young age. Because you know, even when I was younger, I suffered from a lot of um, people pleasing, um, not wanting to rock the boat with anybody, and you know, being that very obedient child and just looking, looking, looking to, you know you know, be the good girl. Like I wanted, you know, and it's funny because even as like a twin, my twin sister was like the challenger, they would say, and she always got more attention. And I'm just like, but I'm the good girl. Like (laughs) I should be getting more attention here. But it didn't work out that way. So it really got me down to like a spiral of, you know, wanting to prove myself in relationships and you know, the work hard ethic, like you stick to it and then it'll all pay off and they'll see and, you know, cherish you more after they see how much you, you know, work hard in the relationship and they'll change and blah, 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 blah. And it was just so draining and it was like a waiting game. Like what, what am I waiting for? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I could not do that, and so, you know, from there, you know, studying psychology made sense for me, but, um, yeah, I had pretty, I had a rough go in the beginning of it, um, just with all of that, and I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was very distressed. I try to use that word carefully, because I feel like a lot of people use it to, you know. Mm -hmm. just throwing it out there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I would, I was never like diagnosed with, um, depression or anything like that. Um, but I was very distressed and, um, self-harmed and it was pretty devastating. And I just knew I did not want to live that way forever, you know? So yeah, I sort of rambled, but how's that? (laughs)
0: Listen, (laughs) There there is no such thing as rambling on this show. Don't worry about it. Um thank you yes. so much. Thank you so of much course. for sharing that VR. I really appreciate that. Um yeah. So you you spoke on um purpose and you spoke on how there was like this uh this push pull between like what am I to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And and I guess the question is how did, you, how did you move through these emotions and really mm. connect your
1: soul with mental sugar? Like, how yeah. did that happen? I love that question. So in my hardest of times, I realized that I, my thoughts were moving too fast. Mm. And when my thoughts were moving too fast, I didn't know what I was endorsing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So from, I would say, it really got rough when I left home when I went to college. But um, it was, I had to realize what I was um, supporting mentally. So I was supporting, you know, I wasn't enough. I have to prove myself. I'm not enough. Um, You know, people will only like me if I wear this. Or um, the guy will only like me if I prove myself over and over again. And I'm always there for him. And, you know, them first before me. And all these things I realized. And I don't really know what the um, shift was. But... I just remember being in my dorm room and just being like, okay. And I was getting into like spirituality and stuff. And I was like, spirit, God, universe, I need a sign because I am drowning. Like, I didn't know what to do, but I just felt terrible. And I just knew, you know, life did not have to feel this way because I was looking at my roommates and looking at everyone else. And I'm like, people seem so happy. Like they feel so good to be around. Like, my soul just felt so lit up when I was around them. I'm like, I want to be that for other people. Like, I don't want to feel like this Debbie Downer, like, the jealousy, the bitterness, uh, all these feelings. And so my friend, a couple days later, introduced me to The Power of Now, that book, Mm -hmm. and it, I didn't read the whole thing, but, like, even just half of it (laughs) was, like, life-changing, and even just reading a book that I was interested in, like, changed my thoughts and slowed me down to the point where I was, I was able to reflect back how they say, like, be the seer of your thoughts, don't be the thought, and so I got to see, what thoughts I was actually endorsing every single day. And I was like, damn, Brianna, no, no wonder why you feel so worthless, really. And so um, from there, I started journaling. And that was something small that I could commit to myself every night, even if I fell asleep with a pen in my hand, even if there were tears dripping down my face. And I still have that, the very first journal I really committed to, and you can tell, like, even from my handwriting, when I was mad, like, it would be all, like, scratchy scratchy. and when I was, like, calm, and, you know, just talking things out with myself, um, the handwriting looked very different, but um, I did that for two years straight, you know, even if it was just a paragraph, I had to write something down, and... People ask me, like, what do you write down or, like, how do you, like, get into journaling? And I honestly believe everyone should journal. I know they say, like, different things like human design and, you know, zodiac and all this stuff and how, you know, not everyone is meant to journal. Everyone can journal. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, everyone can do it and it's only going to do you something good. Because people always say to me, uh, my thoughts are too fast. And I'm like, that's okay. Just write down what you catch, you know. And um, so the way I journaled, and I didn't really know what to do. I just got a cute journal and a pretty pen. I was like, I look forward to it. Um, I just wrote down what happened in my day. (laughs) I just wrote down what happened in my day. You know, from the moment I woke up to, you know, me going to class, who I talked to and things like that. And it's funny because in the beginning, it was um, a lot of negative, like I, my, my seeing eyes were only seeing the negative. And so I knew this was the process, you know, I would write down, you know, my roommate woke up before me and she slammed the door. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I had a single and, you know, all these things. And, you know, I went to the dining hall and I ran out of my favorite breakfast and, Like, all these things that I made sure at the end of it, even if the whole thing was negative, was that I ended with something positive. So I was like, and I didn't know I was doing this at the time, but I was retraining my brain to see the world differently. And so even if it was something small, like the guy next to me let me borrow his pencil for class. And I was like, okay, that was something nice. He did not have to do that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um... You know, my friend um, held the door open for me. So I was like, I had to like search. Like I did not see the world at all through life happening for me. And so I did that for two years. And before I knew it, my journal entries were positive. And I was like, I don't, I didn't see anything that really bad happened to me. Even though if someone would have came up to me and said, Riera, he just cut you in line. Like, breath why'd you let him do? I'm like, did he? I didn't see it. (laughs) So it's like, you know, it takes time, but that time that you devote to yourself, you're showing yourself love and worth and care. And the things that we really look to other people for, we become the, um, the fountain for, for ourselves. So that's sort of how I transitioned, I guess. And from there you know life just felt better and I I started doing things I wouldn't do before you know typically I'd be the one in the back you know shying away not really interacting with people and then before I knew it I was the first one on the dance floor like I felt felt so good you know and people noticed that and they're just like oh my gosh you're so fun I'm like am I sweet and so I just gradually switched into you know life is happening for me and even though there's of course rough bumps in the road and you know there's those people and experiences we can't control but we always have to result back to the power that we have which is a lot and that's how we respond to it and how we decide to um navigate so and I was adamant on you know no experience no person is going to take my power from me so I just I want to see them try but it won't happen (laughs) (laughs) so I just was like I will not go back to feeling that way because it just felt like it was doing nothing for me it was doing nothing like it wasn't even you know I know sometimes I would want to feel bad just to make someone else feel bad about what they said to me or, you know, things, it was doing nothing for them. They were going on with their life. It was just me holding in all this toxic, you know, emotions and I'm sure hurting my body physically, mentally, and all of that. And I'm like, Riera, while you're here, you need to make this fun. So that's what I, that's what I (laughs) realized.
0: Wow. First thing. Hey. what a powerful, <laughs> what a powerful share. Like what a, what a powerful, um, like, like story of the involvement of self, you know, like mm-hmm. I find it so interesting that the only two tools that you put in front of yourself
1: were, mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to say three, actually the three tools you put in front of yourself was your journal, mm-hmm. your self-discipline, Mm. your higher self and then just for like a bonus you're like beautiful pen and (laughs) I love that I love that so much um and I just think that it's really cool that like your higher self like played a role in this like it seems Mm -hmm. like it it, like trickled in like every day like every day it was like trickling in just a little bit you know exactly that is that's power you know Mm -hmm. and um I really think that the power came through the trust in, in, in your discipline, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I just wanted to, like, you know, gush over that for a second, because, like, I was like, oh, my God, like, as <laughs> I'm listening to it, um, like, I'm, that is so inspiring, um, so tell me real quick, the name Mental Sugar, where did mm-hmm. it come from?
1: Yeah. So it's so funny because I'm an overthinker and I can remember I was in this apartment and me and my twin talk like 10 times a day and I was making tea and we were just talking like, what do you want? My twin was asking, what do you want your name to be? And I was like, I don't want it to be serious, but I want it to be obvious. And I was just like, Uh, overthinking, overthinking, and, um, I was just making tea, and I was like, should it be, like, honey? Like, and I was just, like, Briara, stop overthinking it, and it took me a while to, like, you know, throwing names at my twin, and she says I'm, like, the best at naming things, but I was just, like, when it comes to me, I overthink it, and I'm just, like, ah, but, um, before she hung up, she was like getting irritated with me before she hung up. I was like, mental sugar. How was that? And she was like, oh, that's really cute. I was like, okay, I'm not changing it. That's what it's going to be. So it just happened while I was making sugar, I mean, making tea. And I don't even use sugar often in my tea, but I always use honey. But I was like, honey doesn't really, I like healing honey. I was like, should it be like something like, like that but mental sugar I guess it um quantifies my psychology backgrounds but also wanting life to feel good like your mental mindset should be in support of you you know so um yeah so that's how it happened and it just sort of stuck (laughs) I have to
0: tell you that I appreciate your rainbows, like, you have so many rainbows in your, like, photos, no. and, like, you know, in yourself when you talk, and, like, it, it <laughs> reminds me of, like, wh- like, what mental sugar would look like, you know what I mean? Like, you, of course, you know? Yeah. At, like your your face, of course, like what you look like, of course, but then also like these beautiful and gorgeous like images behind like what your intention is, and I find mm-hmm. that to be like so like ugh, I love it,
1: yay! Um, <laughs> I, love it. That's awesome. I never thought about that. I love that. That's cool.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, so I. I have to ask, cause we, we had our conversation via DM. We were really getting deep into a lot of different things. Yeah. And you've, you touched upon it in your introduction of yourself, which I really appreciate. Um, Mm -hmm. and just like all people and our most people, when we are, we go into mental health, there's a reason, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it be like from our just, just interest childhood, like, you know, ourselves, like whatever it is, like I'm with you, like every single part of your share, like of your like education, your master's, everything. Same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So um, I wanted, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, there's, there are a lot of people out there that are struggling with purpose. They're struggling with their mental health. You know, well, we obviously we'll tackle everything one at a time, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, especially right now, people are struggling with like, you know, um, suicidality, um, drug abuse Mm -hmm. and like that. I want to ask you based on what you shared and how your thought process was and, and where you were in your life. Um, Where does one try to get intimate with purpose when they're in a dark place?
1: Mm, Yes. So purpose is actually pretty simple. And we complicate it when we ask for advice. And that's just true shit. I'm sorry. I swore, but it's just like... The more we ask for advice, the more we distance ourselves from ourselves because we are the holders of why we're here, right? And so I always sort of, not make fun, but think about those people who always say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And to me, when someone says, I don't know, it means you don't have a relationship with yourself to even try to know, and for me, I used to be that person, too, like, I would just say, I don't know, and, you know, um, that was a sign for me that I felt, like, I knew I wasn't trying, that was just, like, the the top coding of just being, like, I gave up, I'm not even gonna dig deeper, you know, so, um, purpose, okay, so, how can I say it? So our purpose here mainly is to evolve, is to expand, is to grow and raise the vibration of this planet. That's our deep purpose for being here on this planet. But a lot of us resist what all of that equals, which is change. We resist change. We resist what may be uncomfortable, but we're here to just open and just be. And, you know, like a lotus flower, like, you know, starts very tight and it opens up. Like that's how we're supposed to be here. And we don't want to do that. We want to stay in what's familiar, even though it feels terrible. And so that's how I know what purpose is. So if I'm not expanding If I'm not evolving, if I'm not growing, if I'm not somehow raising the vibration of this planet, I'm not in my purpose. Mm. And so what sort of coats over purpose is passion, like purpose and passion go hand in hand. So you have your base of your purpose of doing, you know, one of or all of those things, but your passion comes from, um your human experience. So in your everyday, your passion pops up and we don't even notice it. It pops up in those moments that we don't want to end, right? It pops up in moments where we say, you know, I wish, you know, this could last forever, where, you know, we just feel so good. We don't even, we're not in our chatter, of our um, conscious mind we're just being whatever it is we're doing in the moment that's where your passion like you said is like trickling in and we don't notice those moments enough because we think our purpose has to feel hard has to feel struggle has to feel like I have to prove like I deserve this and I have to pursue happiness which I you know and it makes sense that that is like what majority of the people feel, because it's in our, what is it, the Constitution, I don't even know what that thing is called, but it's in there, and so many of us have been taught that is how life should be, we have to pursue it, we have to work hard for happiness, we can't just be happy, you know, that's not deserving, right, whatever, don't agree, but, I feel like that's what's making people feel like purpose and passion and happiness and all these things are, they have to be difficult to attain. And it's not meant to be difficult to attain because passion and purpose is in favor of the universe. Like it's in favor of you, it's in favor of, you know, everyone around us. And when we're in our passions and our purpose, the world lights up and those around us feel either lit up or they'll um, retreat, you know, and that's their choice. But it's sort of like the example of, you know, I know I've had at least one teacher who I felt did not want to be a teacher. (laughs) And so they sort of, you know, um, ripple effect their emotions on, you know, Not wanting to be a teacher on us, and so then we have bad experiences with teachers, and you know, our grades may not do well, we may be rebelling in the classroom, and so you can tell when someone's not in their purpose or they're not, um, in their passions, and they may have had experiences that you know they used to love it, but now they don't, they feel like you know they're not being paid enough for their. Um, hard work or whatever it may be but a job should not determine how much money you make that's internal that's not an external factor Mm -hmm. Um, so when we rely on the outside world rely on what's out of us to achieve purpose or tap into passion or you know, just looking to others to tell us what to do, that's when it starts to get wishy-washy and just starts to get unclear, and we start to doubt ourselves, and we don't trust ourselves because we're not spending enough time feeling how we want to feel every day, and that's where passion and purpose is, where you want to feel what do you want to feel like every day? Do you want to feel, you know, like you have to prove something today? Like, which is a very like forceful energy? Or do you want to just feel like bliss? Like, you know, things are just happening for me. And there's a difference and we thrive in bliss. We don't thrive in struggle. So I would say like overall for all of that, it's it's just about knowing how you want to feel. And once you know how you want to feel, you'll start to make boundaries. You'll start to um, look for experiences that make you feel that way. You'll start to really, you know, the path is laid once you know how you want to feel every day, Mm -hmm. right? And you just start to do those things. And once you feel the way you want to feel, the universe life will bring you more experiences to feel that way. So just feel your way into it. And don't ask so many, so many questions from other people, you know, so feeling is the feeling is the easiest navigation to determine what you want and what you don't want. So that's why I say feel your way instead of saying I want that new car. Well, you want that new car because it's going to make you feel a certain way. So again, follow how you feel first. And all those things will come because you're on that vibration of how you want to feel. So that's what I would say. Oh my gosh. I'll be honest
0: with you, Briera. I really feel like your magic is your sugar, like the, the, the mental sugar that you like give to, like, I'm sure your clients, like, like whomever talks to you, because it's every single thing that you said, like, I really wish I could just like write it all down. Cause it's so yeah. true. And, um, it's crazy because what you brought up is something Similar that has been kind of reverberating in my mind, and how to answer that question, just like clients of my own. and, And, you know, it's the addiction to those thoughts, you know, the addiction Mm -hmm. to that personality, you know, who that person is, because, you know, that person is accepted by their family, as you said, right? Like, you know, it depends on who's, who's coming to the the party when you get there, (laughs) you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the acceptance of the people that we love. It's the, um, you know, the gossip that we're included in, it's the this, the that, the third, you know, um, even, even thinking on what you shared before, when you were talking about, like, someone saying to you, like, that person just cut you in line, and it's like, you could have snapped back into where you Mm -hmm. were, but Mm -hmm. your, your um, mindset was removed out of that addiction, which is phenomenal, honestly, Yeah, you know,
1: um,
0: I like you said that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so a lot of people might, I mean, a lot of people might be listening to that and they might say like, okay, like how do I, how do I move out of this space? How do I like, cause there are a lot of people who, who feel a lot of resistance, you know, they feel a lot of resistance mm-hmm. of change, like you said. And, um, you know, maybe some people might not like to journal or whatever the case is. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know a lot of us do, but I also know a lot of us struggle with it. So Mm -hmm. what, what would be your take on that if somebody was resistant to? to Yeah.
1: So one thing, you know, I, uh, how should I say? One thing that we all have to start with is, hmm, I'm just going to be blunt, okay? Do it, <laughs> please. I need it. I, we all need it. We need okay, to this So life. the one thing is, is that we are leaving this paradigm as, of having to convince or prove ourselves to people. So I would say if someone is wanting to work with me, I don't need to to really convince them of the change they want to happen, um, I feel like they would already be there. Like, I know I can do this, right? And so if someone were resistant to a certain, um, I guess, homework or, you know, whether it's journaling or um, whatever it may be that I'm uh, showing them to, do to open themselves up to themselves, then that's okay because I do understand okay, journaling may not be your cup of tea, but I do feel as though it should be part of the um the toolbox. <laughs> but yeah, so I've tried I do all kinds of things. The main thing is is that we have to exit the the mind of chatter. Mm-hmm. So if someone is resistant to journaling, I also really love chanting. I love chanting with my mom and everything. Or if that's not it, like we do, we love to dance. That is huge too. Mm-hmm. Um reading an inspiring book. I I um read this book about um we all have to start when we're looking to live a better life, when we're looking to um Just feel better in our everyday, to feel more supported and connected. It all starts with deciding to trust, right? So, a lot of us lose trust, especially with ourselves, (laughs) because we grow up being taught that we can't. Mm -hmm. When we're young, we want to be astronauts and celebrities and bakers all in the same lifetime, and we're told, that's not possible, you gotta choose one. Well, who the damn said I had to, right? So we're being told from a very young age, you can't trust your thoughts. And someone higher than us has to come in and tell us. And that higher person may be telling us this from a place of pain, from a place of jealousy, from a place of you know trying to protect us from hurt, we don't know. But we know that them coming to us with that is not our true self. So now we're being bogged down with resistance to ourself because you know they aren't in that swirl of magic anymore. As kids, we're still so close to it, and we know you know, from a very young age, that we create our reality. That's why we want to do all these things. That's why our mind, you know, can see ourselves in outer space. And we're just in the sandbox in the backyard. And, you know, like, we can see all these things so vividly. And that isn't supported enough. It's, um, it's feared, I feel, to a certain extent, like, you know, the, the kids that have this wild imagination, people think that they need help. And it's just like, Bruh, like that's the magic. That's what creates cures in the world. That's what, you know, moves mountains and inspires people and, you know, gets Nobel Peace Prizes. Like that is what needs to be nourished every moment. And so I know that we all, my mantra is that we all heal differently because we come here very different. We have like each one of us, our soul has a book of who we were in all these lives. And we come here with that experience. The only reason why we can't remember it all is because we, we aren't meant to be mentally overwhelmed with everything that we've done and experienced and achieved and maybe have gone through. We only remember what we need to, right? And so um, with that, We don't know what we're healing at the time, but it's important to take the time to heal it because we come back for a reason and we may be coming back to, you know, finish something that we didn't finish before, or we may come back to, you know, um, do something quote unquote right this time, you know, and we can feel that urge. That's where the passion is. That's where your soul is telling you, this is what you came here to do. And so we can only truly be our true selves when we choose to trust and follow that, that we aren't here to feel bad. We're not here to feel um, like chokeholded in a life that we don't want, like, and life Cultural, our cultural norms, I'll say, tell us that when life feels hard, you know, then you're deserving of what feels good. And we are here meant to feel good the whole entire way. And so that's what we're returning to. We have to return to that trust of knowing that we thrive in what feels good and we don't need to prove or convince or you know stay at that job for the 2 years to prove to the boss that we deserve to get paid more money. And I remember so I was working 3 jobs at one time and it was out of, and I knew it, but I did it anyway. It was out of fear. That's why I got the two extra jobs <laughs> because I recently got a pay cut from one of my jobs, and um, I was just like, I need to get more money. And I wasn't even thinking rationally. I was just thinking out of fear, like, what if I can't pay my rent and I, you know, I have to ask my dad for help and they take my car and I was like spiraling. And so I was like, I need more money, and so I went and got more money, got the jobs, but I did not do mental sugar at all. Like I was the only thing I really got from that was I finally bought the microphone for my podcast. But other than that, I wasn't really doing anything. I wasn't showing up excited. I was so drained. Even in the off time, I was um, taking naps like I was not, I just felt so out of whack. And so I realized you know I wanted to get the jobs to be more stable which I technically was but mentally I wasn't and I wasn't trying to go back to that place of just feeling you know like my life wasn't my own like I couldn't make my own decisions and things like that so I was like Riera, we gotta make this work because <laughs> I can't do it and so I quit my two jobs the extra ones I had gotten and it was so random with my free time that I had I've had this um these candle the soy wax and all things to make candles sitting in my kitchen since Christmas and that was my Christmas present to myself I always wanted to learn how to make candles and they were just sitting there and by this time it was I think March and March or February and I hadn't touched them and I was like okay we're gonna make some candles I quit my two jobs at least my place will smell good before they take it I'm just kidding but I was like let's make some candles and um, and it's so funny because I posted a picture of it one of the candles I made and underneath it like I left it for a while I was you know doing other things I came back to that post and I had about 15 people saying where can I buy one and I was just like oh my gosh I made space for it right I made space for it I followed what felt good and it just happened, it happened like magic, So I was not expecting to set up an Etsy shop and sew candles, but that's what I do on, like, the side now, and it's something I enjoy doing, like, we all want to have that, like, witchy, like, you know, magical vibe to us these days. Yes, <laughs> so can- yeah, baking candles was, like, my way of, like, feeling very herbalisty, and you know what I mean? And so it fed a lot of parts of my soul, you know? And so, um, yeah. So that's why I say, like, you always have the answers, even even if it doesn't make sense of why you're doing something. It's coming from either, like, a past life of a part of you telling you, just do it, or it's coming from you right now because you know, you know, you're in this life, and you know, Briera, you've learned, trust, trust either the universe or trust your behaviors, <laughs> because I know when I do X, Y happens, so the law of cause and effect, and so I knew that when I feel good, you know, my I, my mind just feels like, you know, the top of my head is, like, lifted off, and it just feels so airy, and it just feels like, you know, there is no um, heaviness, right? And so that's the feeling we need to, like, um, embody is just, you know, that airy, you know, feeling. And before, it was taken up with space of, like, oh, I don't want to go to that job. Oh, the customers, they hate me. And, you know, my boss is going to get on me because I'm late again because I don't want to come here. <laughs> and like all these things (laughs) and I was just like Brianna your mind is so clouded with these thoughts that are doing nothing for you besides make you feel even more terrible so when I when those things were removed you know I had space to be like okay what do I want to do I want to make candles and you know and it just goes on from there so yeah (laughs) so
0: I want to put into perspective for everybody, um, for, for everyone who, who looks at us as, like, examples, right, of, like, you know, where we are and stuff like that, um, Mm -hmm. both of us, you know, like, I've shared my story, she's sharing her story right now, like, we are not perfect individuals, like, we are not, like, it's not, um, we didn't wake up one day and all of a sudden we were just magic. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, I mean, like we were always magic and you're magic yourself, but like, you know, it, it didn't, it's not one of those things. Like we're not, we're not preaching that Mm-mm. you could wake up tomorrow and be like, okay. And that mm-hmm. everything's great. You know, like time mm-hmm. is, is the lesson here really, you know, like you, you spoke on time a lot. Like it's really the trust in time um, Mm -hmm. that you really need to allot for yourself because, um, and I just want to emphasize this really quick. A lot of people genuinely are afraid of time. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, because of the instant gratification, they think Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you start doing something today, we're going to be made of this tomorrow. You know what I mean? And I wanted to highlight it because, um, you know, you yourself, like, looking at you, you have an amazing smile, you have an amazing look to you, like, you just, you (laughs) literally, like, radiate your mission, you know, and, like, and, you know, (laughs) I've been told the same thing, but I, I I wanted to be real here, you know, and, like, let you guys know that, like, you know, her story is, is really based around her trust in herself, which is what, like, We really both are encouraging for you, as well Mm -hmm. as the trust in time and your higher self and pretty pens Mm -hmm. because yeah, fun pens are so much fun. (laughs) They're so
1: much fun. Yes, they are. Like (laughs) in bed or like I don't know something about it. And I I bought twenty four of these pins. Like girl. I was like, this is not go. I can't. I can't not have them. So I get it. Like a nice pen, cute journal, and um, I do. I do understand. Like time is what I had to like hmm, become friends with. Right? We have to become friends with time because, and really understand that we come back again. I feel like believing that and knowing that, and the more we spend time with ourselves, we can sort of feel that, like things are, things are not, like it doesn't come to an end once we, you know, pass, right? I feel like, and I know for me, like I want to rush through things because I felt like life and time is going too fast and people don't like birthdays because it's another year. And um, I feel like people get into that feeling because they aren't doing what they love. I feel like people dread time because they feel unconsciously or consciously that they aren't fulfilling what they came here to fulfill because when you're in a passion that's in every moment every day feeling like it just feels like yes like this was a great like almost like majority of your days will feel lit up when you're in a passion or in your purpose no matter what it is you could you know want to start um Like a graphic tea business. I've always wanted to do that. So that's on my list. But it's just like when you're in those things and doing it, like time actually feels like it's going slow. Like it just feels like you're in the moment. It doesn't feel like, you know, you wake up at nine, you're in your job, you're watching the clock because you can't wait until lunch so you can leave and then you're dreading when you come back and then it's five o'clock and you're off and you only have like three hours or so before you have to get ready for bed. It's just like when you're in those moments and not to say that every job makes everyone feel that way because, you know, there are a lot of cool jobs out there. But for the people that are feeling like life feels um like time feels um heavy or bad or anxious or makes you feel nervous. It I feel like it all comes from you're not doing the thing you came here to do. Because if you're doing the thing you came here to do, life feels like it's happening for you, right? You're in alignment with something bigger than you know looking at the clock because you wouldn't be looking at the clock if you are doing something that you love right mm-hmm. so i feel like in making friends with time you you must reconnect to why you're here and then time makes sense mm-hmm. you know the the farther the more we feel uncomfortable with time the more we feel uncomfortable with time the tighter the bondage is to the cultural norms that we're you know struggling through like bondage is just like you're not here to feel bonded by you know things that make you feel less than or not enough like all that was learned either in this life or the life before but you're here to release yourself from that mm-hmm. so in time you're able to love time and just be like, oh my gosh, I have another day to do what makes you feel freaking great. And you start to love time and every day and, you know, why you're here, really. So it all sources from why you're here. <laughs> Once you're doing the thing of why you're here, life, it just makes sense. You don't stress it, you just love every moment that you get. So, mm. yeah.
0: I, oh oh, man, if I could like just call in like a whole arena of people just to like, like clap and be like, yeah, I totally would. Um, I just want to say, you know, like seriously from the bottom of my heart, like we, you know, so everybody knows, like we really, like, like I said, we were talking via DM and like we connected because, you know, unfortunately I knew somebody who unfortunately took their life and, um what you just said means so much to me, because, you know, there are so many people out there who are suffering just like she did, um, Mm -hmm. and they are just in these, like, dark spiraling thoughts where they feel like there's no way out, and the only way out is, is to do that, that particular thing, and because Mm -hmm. I didn't give a trigger warning, I don't want to, like, really go into it, but, um, I, I just want to make sure that I say, like, seriously, thank you to the aspect of, like, to everything that you said, but to um, you talking about how there is this beautiful, there's this beautiful concept of hope that is literally in us. It, it mm-hmm. is like, it has been birthed in us every time that we come back here. And I just, you know, I literally just, I have so much gratitude to, like, every word every single Yay. word
1: well thank you so much i appreciate this i i've loved your energy the first time i saw you like you have the cutest face i just <laughs> <laughs> i was just like you her and she dances we're gonna be friends so we made it happen
0: <laughs> yes, we did. yes we did um I, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, and before we, before we close, I want to ask you, is there something that you feel called to say before we close? I feel like there's like, you always got, you you know, I'm getting this. You always got some sugar in you all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Okay. Let me see. There might be something. Hmm. The first thing that came to me was channel your blessings, mm. so be aware of the blessings that you have at every moment of every day, and even when they're hard to find they're they're really not you know you can touch your heart or you know realize you can see, you can smell, you can taste, you can feel, you can learn, you can um walk right like these are all blessings we don't have to have them because there are plenty of people that don't um so channel your blessings and that's how you get more that's how you get more blessings so oh my gosh thank
0: you so much Priya. i appreciate you this this has been like Full of so much color and so much life like you know like seriously guys when you check out her Instagram it's mental underscore sugar like it's fabulous and you'll see literally full of color like you exude the joy of life and I just want to make sure that I tell you that seriously oh
1: thank you so much it's it's been a journey to get here but worth every step every tear so I appreciate it (laughs) thank you guys
0: thank you thank you so much to briara again and thank you guys so much for listening to woman magic we will be back next thursday tune in but for now have a fabulous week and we'll see you guys really soon